इंसान परेशान सुनने वाला बेईमान इंसान परेशान इंसान परेशान फिर भी चालू है ये काम इंसान परेशान बात बात में है बोलना ये तुमको है ये सोचना कि चुप रहूं और सुन तो लू क्या पास वाला बोल रहा और क्यों मैं यही सोचता जो और कोई बोलता वो मेरी सोच से अलग तो कुछ नहीं है बोल रहा फिर लड़ेंगे मरेंगे बात नहीं करेंगे और सच के सामने हम मिलकर राख बंद करेंगे ये बन गया इंसान क्यों है तेरा यही काम अभी कुछ नहीं है बिगड़ा बन जा वापस इंसान Hey everyone, welcome to Yellow Door Talks. I am Sona Mahajan, a mindfulness teacher and life coach, and today I'm in conversation with Abish Matthew, a well-known face of Indian comedy. He was one of the first Indian YouTube stars, was on Forbes 30 under 30 in 2016. He writes, sings, has hosted seven seasons of his hit talk show Son of Abish, has co-hosted Comic Stan, has created content and directed comedy specials for Netflix, Amazon Prime, Breeze Vivid, and he tells jokes he has performed at over a thousand shows globally and was part of the famous aib knockout i know abish from back in the day when he was an rj and it's been fantastic to see him grow in the last few years i'm really looking forward to hearing his perspectives on art comedy fame service personal growth relationships and most importantly what it means to live the human life as we know it today is our first session in conversation and i look forward to speaking with him in the weeks to come So let's jump right in. So, Hi Abish, what's up? Great to be in conversation. Yes, nice Very to good. see you finally. I see son of Abish banner at the back. Congratulations yes. for wrapping up seven seasons. Thank you, you, thank you. And by the time this is going on, I think we might be mid eighth season. Ooh, oh really? Is, wow. Yeah. Wow. Time travel. So yeah. But that's quick. That's quick, right? Yeah. This is the quickest we've done the the very next season after getting one over. Um, so yeah, it was very interesting. It's almost like you know, uh, God sent or universally sent because I just wanted to do season seven because in my head it made sense and I knew I could do this technically on my own, but it won't be good. Like I can set it up tech wise, but then I was like, it's a video. How do I make it a show? and a show yeah. is always built with a team so then i got a team and then they added so much so much so much that it we did season 7 and that learning from season 7 we realized we don't want to lose out on and we had an offer on the table wow. uh, which was just a negotiation we were figuring out what to do and we said that this seventh season that we've done can we do this and mix the previous six seasons and create a new season So, okay. for example, Netflix's YouTube channel is where season eight is on. Technically, before COVID, we were talking about season seven to be this show with Netflix. COVID happened, but I was like, I should not stop. So I did mine seven. Now we're doing ours, which is eight. Awesome! That sounds exciting. And uh, how is it though? It's it's pretty different, right? You usually you you guys have a set. You have you know the guests come in then you have a live audience and there's that you know human interaction you're sharing that space and energy and then now you moved it online so how did you you know what was that experience like building that human connection online that human connection online is where season 7 came into the picture yeah correct because human connection is happening nowadays over 
like video conferencing calls or like you know audio calls or something human connection has always figured its way through letters basically letters and audio just bring distances closer mm-hmm. earlier you could just talk to each other so then if you're already doing so many zoom calls and also the entertainment on zoom call is where it's more potent so think about it this way all zoom entertainment shows are now happening almost like like let's go for a show it's 10 pm we should have some watch something while they're having dinner let's watch something live so then they post they watch it live and they're eating and they're drinking everyone's having a gala time so that has given it a more deeper audience connection because earlier when when audiences are sit ahead there's a lot of veneration and adulation towards the person on stage mm. just merely because they're on stage clothes mic all of that yeah and then it's a little like it's like riding a roller coaster where yeah. you feel very excited but you could be spoken to at any time in a live show yeah that in a digital show except that now they're equals because mm. my mic isn't louder than them so to speak to them empower them but also tell them respect the show it's not about me it's about the guests who are coming that kind of a ethics training up 30 minutes while doing comedy always moistens the audience into like smoother like moistens like it's like a grease in an engine so they get the physics of the shows we laugh at this and we our idea is to enjoy and have a good time not like judge whether this is going to be interesting or not yeah absolutely and you know if it meets that whether it's online or it's and we've all had to adapt right so yeah we're doing the best that we can and it's great to see season 8 is on its way yeah and yeah. also look at you the adaptation of doing this and now you're doing like a series and a show itself is like testimony to the fact that like you know adaptation where you're like how do we evolve so i mean like if anything i should be saying that back to you like you're doing <laughs> it as well the only the, i would say it's tougher for you because you're doing it for the first time trying to figure a few things out i have got so many seasons that even if i come back from amnesia i just have to look at the season and say how do i do it better so you're creating a format i am just adding another element to a, a format that i'm you're being uh, you're being modest abishno but thank you so much for doing this and uh, you know encouraging me in uh, in this journey we of course we go a long way back we met over a decade ago now and uh, you yeah. were in radio at the time i was working in environmental sustainability and we met at a yamuna cleanathon which was yeah. great fun <laughs> oh i cannot tell you so for everyone who doesn't know uh her sister is one of my closest friends since college like every time i go to the us i must visit her which and she's in bombay she was in fact with me last year last year or last last year around the same time for like a week we had a great time so because of her and a group of our friends we all went to the yamuna clean up drive and people were going inside and cleaning now the thing with me is that in life i don't understand half commitment <laughs> either i won't turn up or i am going to go needy yeah. so everybody was heel deep i went uh navel deep like waist deep and uh not for anything else i'm like looking back i was like is it to impress is that why i did it but now when i look back there was no sense of i was like 
that area in my head I've marked out as my square, which will be damn clean. So I feel like I don't know if I cleaned the Yamuna for the one one and a half meters or if I dug a hole. I don't know. <laughs> but I kept. I do remember the that. Yeah, you remember you were one of the very dedicated volunteers we had. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I remember going home smelling terrible. Took my clothes, washed it in that all once, twice. I was in the shower for two and a half hours trying to figure, and then I had to throw my clothes out. There was <laughs> no way any like three washes in one night. Yeah. I think uh, that's the first time I let go of a denim without letting it tear from places. Little did we know, all the Yamuna needed was a pandemic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know, yeah. <laughs> but it's been awesome, Avish. Really, like just watching your journey for the past decade, you've been up to so much. I think uh, you know all the way back from being an RJ, you're doing music, comedy, you're hosting, you're judging, and through that, you know, you're entertaining. You're also informing and shaping culture and society. You know, if I can say so. and and let's let's jump into this right i'd love to hear what your motivations were in choosing what you want to do you know all of these can tend to feel like different paths did you in fact get to choose or were these decisions circumstantial in some way how do you look at the last you know decade or so that's uh, happened to you i think uh short answer is it's like in a dark room i have a flashlight i'm far away But it's like one of those dispersed flashlights, which basically is guiding which direction, which door I want to choose. I, for example, am very interested in science. Like I am, I while going to sleep, I watch science lectures because I understand it. But when it gets to theorems, I go to sleep. So I'm enjoying the introduction of it. I haven't gotten to it. Um, should I take science? Oh, I really like philosophy and like. existentialism and like uh, like you know like internal human journey as well so should i flash it there like all of these was areas of interest but the one area of interest that peaked the most for me was the ability to be on stage and entertain so even though if you put me as a scientist i'll be happy uh, you put me as a um, i don't know like a like a like a like somebody who has to just think about a philosopher or something i'll be very happy but the thing that made me happiest in that was going on stage and live performance that's when fancy dress to like music to theater to comedy to talk show came in because in the last decade not, that hasn't changed even till today sanabish is for a lot of people the show they watch when it comes on platforms and on youtube yeah. but for me till today it's the live experience paramount so yeah. when an audience comes they click they listen to music rabish comes and then we do an entire even if the camera calls cut i still talk to them keep them warm then the show gets over i say bye bye now the responsibility of the team is to take that footage and edit it into something entertaining and cohesive hmm. so that's what seven seasons of this show has taken yeah. but i don't let go of the live human interaction so that's yeah. been consistent for the decade that is the only log line i would say hasn't changed because when you said what all has changed there is so much so i thought i might as well say tell you the only thing that hasn't changed is this 
and you know have you thought about why that is what what inspires you about entertaining i think i i mean through therapy there are a couple of theories obviously we don't know it's like a venn diagram of different different things uh i think the basic instinct is uh, twofold one is validation when you entertain someone like in the room you are the you know personality type like popular sanguine so you just go and you entertain everybody you know and everyone's like having a great time you let them go the bad part about that is you sometimes upstage the event itself so that in my life happened very early on when i was a kid so i was able to share limelight then i realized that my responsibilities i know i'm good what else can i shine that light on because i'll be able to articulate what they are not able to or whatever so that came at a young age so i really like doing it that's first fold but the second main fold why comedy as a comedy or stage or art as a journey is because i've seen this my dad do it every time there's a tense situation in the family room or collectively he will insert a bad joke or a very proverbial one liner which is meant to be hilarious to diffuse the situation so as kids we used to like you know all the cousins used to meet every weekend so all the uncles and aunties are drinking and talking and kids are going mad so i've seen my dad do that too many times and so when you see a room where a lot of tension builds up because there's some egos that are clashing here comes like my dad or my personality to diffuse it and put them down but if it's coming from the bottom up they both will hit at you but the objective of doing my dad is a senior most in the family so when he does that everyone is relaxed so then i realize my job on stage is the same i am my dad on stage everyone else is the family member who's nervous whether the show is going to be good not going to be good the person next to me will my cap come in time what my dad will say what is going on i wanted to come here let's see my job is for them to be here forget about everything have a good time figure your cab ride towards the end of the show so that is something that i think the two main reasons why i enjoy entertaining i love entertaining and making people laugh yeah, um, yeah. and and has that perspective evolved you just described perhaps the validation early on and then kind of seeing the purpose or the impact that people uh, get to experience when you do what you do best so did that evolve and you know perhaps this could be uh, proportions of it maybe validation was a lot more important it is still there somewhere but maybe not as much like how do you look at that that is a that's actually it's like ability to in retrospect want quantify how much over the time it changed it has evolved for sure what was meant purely for validation 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 took took me or any artist into something called um, peak effect which is only your best parts of your life only the best things of you only the best 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 feeling but then after some time of that validation you start feeling like what what did i set out to do when i was young because you get money and you get popularity like i have both i don't have it as much as somebody big i won't have it as much as someone starting new but i am grateful to the fact that yes people do know me for the fact that if you have chosen me to speak to you about this i must have done something as well and similarly for any other show so i ne- i'm not 
the one major change where I have accepted that I have enough from what I had when I was much younger. This is good. So it is a constant change. I don't think I've put my beat on it yet, like in retrospect, like what uh, as such. But like I, that's why that answer I'm not able to. I, that's why I give you the idea of like in retrospect, I'll be able to quantify. I don't think I've done that yet, but might be able to look into it. Ask yeah. again, maybe. I know. I'm sure there yeah, and the fact that you brought it up, it seems like it's there's been some bits of perspective shifts around it. And uh, the more you do it, you seek a different purpose and a deeper meaning to the stuff that you do. And it's, it's an ever-evolving journey. You're bringing out some exactly. notes. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically just... Um, uh, sometimes I feel like if my words will fail, I might be able to just put it down and show. <laughs> is what I meant. That's why I'm taking down notes. I'm like, okay, if there's like, if I'm not able to express it, then I might just draw and show it to you. Sounds good. Uh, okay, let's let's take a step back. And I see even this is creativity in some way. What is creativity for you, Abish? I, it's some, you know, it's a term that's so broadly used, being creative, creativity, it's used as a noun, adjective, verb. How do you look at it, experience it? Creativity is at the basic level is problem solving. Whether the problem is externally provided and you solve it, or it's an internal problem you have created that you need to solve is creativity. For example, you're feeling something inside you. You don't know what to do. You pick up a guitar and you're just playing and you're just like putting something in your... The attempt of creating art is creativity. It doesn't mean what comes out of it has got to be art or presentable. Just creativity, 90% needs to be an inward journey. One nugget that comes out of all of that is what you present to the world. So that's how I always consider, that's why Sanabhubish is seasonal because you want to internalize it, see and make it better. Otherwise, if you're doing everything regularly, then it's about regularity and not about creativity. And in this digital world, I think we've all figured regularity is the key to success, but everyone's forgotten that key to success is not necessarily key to art. There's so many artists out there who are like who are so undiscovered uh, because every artist gets so involved in our own art network. So for me, creativity is problem solving. So for now, when I work with the music industry, when I work with comedy industry, when I work with like an app industry or someone else, I am I'm just so creative because I'm able to figure like, oh, what can I do with you? What can I do? Yeah. That excitement in creativity is what keeps me going and want to do more. So right. creativity is problem solving. Hmm. Your own to create a problem. I want to create a show done from home. Come, do. Now my brain will be like, ah. so small idea will come. Then making coffee, small idea will come. Then another small ideas will start populating. When these ideas start connecting in different formulation, combinations, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And once the entire code agrees that, yes, mm-hmm. all of this makes sense, is what I call an inspiration. Because they're like, I know how to do it. I know exactly what I want. If I do it, it'll take me 10 years. If I get this person, that person can take two hours away from me. This person can do You've thought of it all, including the team structure. It's like you mm. slept thinking I want to do a talk show in your dreams. 
all these steps have become so clear but like it's like a road map with a lot of potholes so now you get specialists to fill the pothole in the best way possible so that you create that highway of your inspiration into something else. is it Which always i work yeah. on scenes thank you no thank you for describing that uh, it's not always easy to explain you know what happens in the head and all these connections joining the dots um but does it always happen this way for you or have you you know found it to be overwhelming at times how do you manage that it's a little sad because earlier i used to work out of imposter syndrome because i didn't know what i was doing i don't know why i'm successful i'm not even that funny i just have a talk show anyone can have a talk show hosting that's not a skill going on stage and cracking a little tough but i'm confident i can get a laugh i might not be able to write the smartest joke music good but not that good There's so many you know this the council of conscious thought is there always debating slowing down your process because you are being careful um that is obviously obviously there to stop you from going forward but but to do is the only way to make that counsel be like okay stop overthinking just think towards taking it in this direction mm. so uh, yeah every time i do it it's not the case season 7 was that inspiration that happened sometimes it's the deadline yeah so when you have a deadline then you're forced to create and that also is good because the two ways of creativity according to me and this is not a legit study i have no idea one is when you're crunched in deadline you have to squeeze out because the deadline is there all the right enzymes all the right hormones all the right neurons are correcting you have to blurt out experience is making references that are coming together and creating a road map of what could be done and you have a basic bit of an inspiration you immediately put it down and you take mm-hmm. it further then you take a break out it's so like high tension high anxiety high adrenaline creation that's what people consider it to be like oh la but i feel like that much like one night stands have like a very good or a very limited amount of experience heightened but no account you have no you haven't thought of it hmm. as opposed to the other one where you're like i want to i know what i what do i want to do what how how would i do it how would best do it forget about time but i just want to figure how to do it and yeah. that happens when you get bored so bored okay this happens when i have no time after right that happens after you done meditating or nothing or not even if you don't want to meditate just like sit literally do nothing for 10 minutes is very inconvenient and then what happens is for me i don't get ideas i get missed out shows i'll write that down i won't do those things i will write down myself a task list which is this when i'm meditating i just open up and i'll make a square and i'll keep writing what is needed one word one word and once that is done then you have half your ideas already printed here and the rest are marinating because mm. your brain is always functioning so is it are you constantly you know when these ideas come about are you thinking about the implementation of it and how viable it is like how do you because and you do a ton of things right in parallel you're doing so many things but then there's the reality of life there's time energy constraints business decisions need to be made how do you process the overwhelm around ideas and balance it with the execution bit so that's also 
interestingly something that i am still figuring out but i have figured a method for now which is uh, a joke writing technique which is you think of a very funny punchline and then you're like what can i build around it hmm. uh, so you write like a setup for that punchline it feels good that's good what i now what i'll do is i'll zoom out and i'll see what is this joke can be a bigger part of another joke then if it's like there's a for example if i have a joke about the obama wanted to come to taj mahal when he visited india because he wanted to see the taj mahal which is interesting which would be the first time an american president could have seen uh, wouldn't have seen a muslim built structure from a drone view so so i was like that's a for me it was a good joke political joke about americans and their relationship with muslim structures um that was a good joke but i'm what can it be part of so then i was like wait you know what could be part of the fact that obama is coming to it so then we spoke about what all he's coming with like you know armored car uh it's the iron man of cars or something like that we wrote some jokes while we do and then this we were like oh now it's part of a bigger joke so by the time the momentum builds this is like a big button to the entire uh sketch that is what i call like zooming out always zoom out when you have a good idea zoom out and see budgetary casting performance so it's like an inspiration is like when you know everyone's job so now you can tell them what you want and mm. if they are creative enough they will add to it and make it better if they are not creative enough or they are just doing it for the money or for the job then you tell them what you want it doesn't mean that everyone has to have the creative vision you have but your job as the guy who has or the girl or the person who has the vision is to explain the vision and if people are not getting it and they'll get it in time with multiple conversations till they don't get it tell them what you want keep they'll keep messing up you'll just have to be more patient before they get it because once they get it they're on to the track where everyone gets yeah. so you can trust people yeah so that's why team and for you personally do you feel like is there conflict in your mind you know competing priorities competing creative pursuits is this something that you look up, look at very logically because you know you have a business to run and you have brands to serve and all of that or do you feel you have enough space to pick and choose what you like and how you like to express yourself it's like um it's like the weird example of like if you go to a bank and everyone's standing in line and one person pops out and makes like a noise i want to see general manager i don't need to be treated like this i have to decide to do that that's how i feel with different different uh, skills that i think i would like to pursue mm-hmm. like with music it's always been there okay that's the that's the first level i want to go back to yeah but because it's been so long the insecurity of doing it is getting bigger and bigger and the longer it takes the worse is going to become so now it's standing in line because the modest talent so very he doesn't have enough accolades to make noise sculpting done it back in school did a few times i know i'm good at it but i don't i don't see any business ventures coming out if i give 2 hours to this versus if i give 2 hours there's no a uh, benefit to the kind of com- the kind of work that i want to put out this is like a break so it's also standing in line comedy and talk show are like those two people who popped out say hello i'm getting you the money 
give me time what is this this chicken wait back 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 i'm in front in line i'm front in line this is exactly how my life has been because every time in the at night when i'm going to sleep and i'm mis- like i was watching queens live at wembley and i was like that's what i wanted to do since <laughs> i was a kid that like you know just going on stage and like just the thousands of people entertaining them laugh is voluntary for me mm-hmm. at that time and yeah. now i'm like laugh is where it's at so mm-hmm. i'm like yeah, i like it i love it i love making people laugh yeah but i love entertaining them as well and to be honest i haven't it's like this is one side so passionate this mm-hmm. is one side so passionate music and comedy so passionate i'm like maybe i'll combine it and i tried doing that when i started comedy but it was very referenced combination like someone else has done something someone something similar because or something that you're writing in the international scale doesn't even qualify i don't it's not good so i let go of it but every now and then i bring those neurons put something i feel good and i go so example all the rap stuff that i put out whether it's a part of the sanakbish opening rap or something else i feel yeah. good and then i'm like okay i'm going to take some distance go back to comedy and when music comes it'll enhance my comedy and it'll do it so instead of being called a musical comedian i am now using music to enhance my comedy so that i can do comedy more and boom hits again it is a very bollywood work like it's fine song will come elevate the song and then hit and then it elevates it even more so i think i'm akin to that currently i don't know that's the current situation for all you know tomorrow i'll be like no more music i'm uh, no more comedy i'm only going to music and then i'll be i'll i'll be broke yeah but how does it make you feel you know you seem to be quite aware of the fact that you're making this uh, choice yeah wouldn't call it a compromise but a choice you know you're choosing this actively so how does that make you feel knowing that you really want to do this and you're working through it yeah. it is um it's it is in the proverbial words bittersweet <laughs> it's like um it's like you know when parents say oh i love both my children both the children are equal both of them are fine sure when they're kids when they grow up you gotta have a little bit of preference to one kid for something like one might make you feel secure and safe and you're proud of their past one might make you feel proud right now but is an idiot like in he's a he's the class clown every room is great because of him but doesn't have a job but is not a burden so there's always situationally at like i'm going for a red tide dinner and i think he sh- this one should come and this one should be in his shadow but if you're going for a concert then this guy should lead and this one should it's at different time depends upon what parents want similarly with this It's like I know music is sitting there, sad, insecure, waking, wearing nerdy glasses with a pen, saying, "Am I good enough? I don't know. If I'm good enough, I don't know. I haven't done anything." And then I have to come back and say, "Hey, back in school and college, you used to get so many like the awards and everything." Yeah, but I was cool in college, right? Like I don't know if now I'm bad. Okay, okay, don't worry. While comedy is going like, "Hey, stop wasting time in music. Come." I come love on, how come. you can watch don't your worry. thoughts. <laughs> I love how you can observe your thoughts Abish. I think uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Meta level thinking about your thoughts, which is which is always great asset to have. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about thinking. I've thought about thinking. That's how I know the boredom works. Okay, sounds good. Let's reconvene to chat more. There's a lot that I want to dig out. 
from your mind and heart. I'd love to keep chatting over the weeks to come. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Abish. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to our next session where my brain literally performs sketches for you to understand. I would love that. I would love that. That'll be fun. Awesome. Awesome.